This is Sober Reference. You're listening to A Sober Snack, bite-sized tips and tricks that will help you stay sober today. We share more cost-free resources on our website, www.soberreference.com, and hope that you'll connect with us on social media. Search Sober Reference now and look for our logo. For more information about today's guest, visit our show notes. We hope that you find this content valuable and leave feeling inspired to drink less, live more, and meet your potential. Enjoy. When you're asked, what can I get you to drink? What do you say? Um, I'm an elderflower lover, any sort of like fizzy elderflower or kombucha I also love. And it feels just a little bit different than just a sparkling water. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, is elderflower something you ask for when you're out? Like it's like something that is added to drinks or do you just look for drinks that have elderflower in it? There's usually like an elderflower like fizz or like a cordial, which is quite a common like alcohol free version. Yeah, mm, that sounds awesome. So during your bouts of sobriety, yeah. has there been a particular either belief or habit, <sighs> something that you've done consistently being sober that has really helped you in your journey or improved your mm. life? So meditation, 100%. I think I always love doing it, but when I'm sober, I get up in the morning and I just do it. There's no question. That is not a common answer just in terms of meditation feels like something that we all have this like desire to do no is good for us but I don't know like for you you make it sound like oh it's so easy for me and like I like love doing it just out of curiosity have you always had that relationship with meditation or did you have to get to the point where it felt like a common practice that you really looked forward to yeah it definitely took a while I would sit there being like this is boring why am I doing this I could be doing something way more productive but then over the year I've been doing it for quite a lot of years now and now I'm like I don't feel great what's going on like oh I've not meditated for a couple of days I notice it instantly it's a game changer for me and my anxiety 100% so your the positive benefits that you see from meditation are a calmer mind or a decreased mm. anxiety anything else just to inspire us <laughs> I think the learning side of it, just giving yourself actual quiet time to be introspective and listen to what your body needs. You know, I'm quite into like inner child work and that for me is really important. So you yourself are a young, smart, totally capable, driven, entrepreneurial young woman. If you were to be face-to-face with someone like that, someone I've just described, smart, driven, capable, young adult who is considering getting sober for the first time. Is there Mm. a piece of advice that you'd give them? And is there a piece of advice that you think they should ignore? Mm. Straight away, I'd be like, do it. I don't think there's anything to lose initially to at least experiment with it. Then my advice would be to write a list about what the benefits of alcohol is for them and just to really look at that because I think when people actually engage in that exercise they're like oh there's actually not much I'm getting from this and I guess advice to ignore would be that you have to drink to have fun like fun is accessible sober it might be a different type of fun it might not be as intense but I promise them that it will come (laughs) that kind of leads me to the next question perfectly which is is there a myth that you've heard about sobriety and how would you respond to that myth if you could? So I've just heard you say, perhaps the myth would be, you know, you can't be fun if you're sober and your response is yes, you can. It just might look different. It might feel a little different. 
Would you care to elaborate on that? Or is there another myth that you would like to debunk? Mm. I think the fun thing definitely hit home for me. And what I've found with being sober is I'm more confident, which you just don't think you're going to be because you're more confident when you drink, but you definitely get more confident. So I've been to, I went to something called Bongo Bingos, which is this like mental like night out combined with bingo. It's interesting to say the least. And I was so nervous because it was so crazy. I was like, how am I going to do this sober? But actually everyone else was drunk. So they didn't really realize what anything I was doing. And I had so much fun just being in that atmosphere of like loud music, everyone jumping up and dancing. You almost get like a natural high of being drunk anyway. Either that I was getting drunk off the fumes of the alcohol. So yeah, I think sometimes we have an image of what sobriety is in our head. But if we give ourselves a chance to kind of climb out of that and actually experience it for real, I can guarantee it's usually never as bad as you think it's going to be. That's really inspiring. So what I heard you just say is the myth could be you have to be drunk to have fun or be comfortable mm-hmm. around drunk people. If you yeah. could come back at that myth with like a sentence, mm. what would you say? I would say have confidence and faith in yourself that you can deal with situations because I think alcohol disempowers you to think that you have to be drunk to do those things, but actually there's more to you than you think there is. I love that. (laughs) I love the connection between the fact that, you know, before you were drinking and it just became this like conditioned belief that the alcohol was what made you fun. But Mm. really you've always been fun. Yeah. And now you get to experience that without the alcohol to see that Mm. that it's true, that you actually never needed the alcohol all along, that like you can dance without it. You can flirt without Mm. it. You You can laugh without it. All of those things are totally still available to us. So, And we remember them the next day and can hold on to those memories rather than them just being lost in the abyss of blackout. Yes, yes, gosh, that's amazing. What have you become better at saying no to since you got sober? Probably social plans that just don't align with what I want and what I want to do. And I got a lot better at saying yes to occasions that really suit me like cold water dipping and you know going for long walks and when you don't drink I think people invite you to those things more do you have any tips about saying no or declining invitations in a graceful Mm. way I think it's about putting yourself first and having those boundaries and you can be polite whilst saying no like thank you so much for the invite I really love that you thought of me but at the moment that just doesn't align with what I want to do and I always feel like if they're a good friend they're gonna be okay with that and if they're not perhaps you might be dodging a bullet there a little bit with someone that's not gonna respect your boundaries yeah teaching people how to treat us and you know, seeing if they're willing to treat us that way. And if not, you know, that's a good, that's good information to have. One of my like spiritual advisors, like whenever I'm afraid of doing something, Mm. you know, like I'm like really resisting it. I want to do it. Or I'm afraid of doing it. She's like, how about you just do it? Mm -hmm. Then, you know, you figure out if you like it or not. And then that'll be great information for you to have. And then you can make this like the next decision. But for right now, like go ahead and go get that evidence, go research a little bit. (laughs) And I think that comes from a place of us being so scared to fail, but actually like, so there's so much beauty and learning and lessons in failures. But I think we're just brought up to be like, that's not okay, you can't make a mistake. Yeah, one of my favorite quotes is, I say it often, 
Courage is not determined by those who fought and never fell. Courage is determined by those who fought, fell, and rose again. Because there is mm -hmm. so much that we gain when we fail and keep going. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. that cycle of literally like building the neural pathways mm -hmm. of I'm rising again, I'm continuing even though yeah. is just so valuable, huge. huge. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. When you mm -hmm. have a thought about alcohol or feel tempted, what do you say to yourself or what actions do you take to help you maintain mm -hmm. your sobriety? For me, it's short-term gain or relief versus that longer-term benefit. So I could have that glass of wine. I'm going to get that short-term warm buzz, like, mm, that feels lovely, but then I'm going to feel regret. Then I'm going to feel the guilt which would probably lead me to another glass of wine. And then for the longer term, I'm going to be hungover. I'm going to feel horrible. So actually was that one minute of buzz and letting myself go worth that longer term issues. What do you say if someone were to ask you, why don't you drink? I feel like I always need to say something like fun and snappy, but if they sit next to me for long enough, I'll tell them my life story and try and convince them to get on board. But no, I think... I would probably say I'm absolutely fed up of seeing the bottom of the toilet. Like that's just not something I want to see anymore. My head spent way too much time in there. Like that's gross. <laughs> and usually that's enough to put people off and go, okay, I'm not sure I want to know more about that. Thanks for listening to Sober Reference. We hope you found this content valuable and are leaving feeling inspired to drink less, live more and meet your potential. You can find more cost-free resources on our website, www.soberreference.com. We hope that you'll connect with us on social media, search Sober Reference now, and look for our logo. Great job taking in sober positive content today. Until next time, this is Sober Reference, and we are so glad that you're here.